the grading of the Carolina Hurricanes 21-22 season continues. In this episode, we will be grading the Carolina Hurricanes star forward, Sebastian Ajo. How did he fare in this year's final round of grades? Find out in this episode of Locked on Hurricanes. Your Locked on Hurricanes, your daily podcast on the Carolina Hurricanes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Kaniacs. I'm your host, Jared Ellis, and you are listening to Locked On Hurricanes on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, thank you for making Locked on Hurricanes your first listen of this Thursday afternoon. Follow Locked on Hurricanes on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore Hurricanes and myself on Twitter at Jared Ellis underscore 96. And in today's episode, we will be diving into the individual players for the report cards. In the previous episode, we graded the team as a whole. Quick recap there. I gave the team a B for the season, and the majority of the listeners also gave the team a B. And now we will be diving into the actual players, and we will be starting with Sebastian Ajo. Sebastian, he had a really great season, and we'll listen to his exit interview in a little bit and just... The frustration he felt uh, coming out of and a disappointing into the season, how things are going to motivate him heading into next season and this offseason. We'll listen to all that here in a little bit. But you know, looking at you know his grade for the season, very we did the same thing. You know, everyone that vote voted on this stuff, you guys know how that stuff was laid out. And yeah, me personally, I gave Sebastian Ajo an A minus on the season. Fifty percent of the listeners gave him an A. There was a lot of positive for Sebastian's season, and a really big thing that stood out to me, you know, is it was a small thing, but also a big thing, is that he avoided a slow start to the season that's been something that's kind of been an issue for him kind of year after year he takes a little bit to get going and you know obviously once he gets going he's great but you know he was able to avoid that this year and I think that was really important that's going to be important for him you know just going forward as you know just a player you know avoiding those slow starts to the season that was really big for me um it, you know, again, just growth as a player. I mentioned it in the uh, team video or team episode how you know guys were continuing to develop and get better, and that was a big thing there, you know, because that was kind of frustrating for me, you know, as a fan, and then obviously you know, everyone else as well. It's kind of frustrating to see your star player can constantly get off the slow starts of the season, and that was that wasn't the case this year. I also think he took a big step forward, you know, in terms of his overall game as well. Obviously, avoiding that slow start, but you know, had 
he not missed some time due to COVID, he likely would have uh, hit the 40-goal mark for the first time in his career. He finished with 37 goals. I would have liked to have seen him get 40, and he was definitely on pace to set that career high for goals and assists as well. But again, yeah, I can kind of chalk that up to him missing time. But yeah, you know, just his game as a whole, he really just seemed to be taking it to the next level. He's a guy that, you know, year after year, you know, he just consistently gets better. And this year, you know, we saw him having an A on the front of his jersey. And I think that was really great for him to be able to take that leadership role on the team. Guys like Jordan Stahl, they're not going to be around forever. Uh, you know, Jordan Stahl, you know, he's heading into the final year of his 10-year deal here with the Hurricanes. And obviously, I don't think he's retiring this season. I don't think he'll leave the Hurricanes. But time of his career, is it's going to come to a close sooner rather than later. So we need these younger guys, you know, stepping up. And, you know, getting into these leadership roles. And that's what we saw with Sebastian Ajo. I also predicted at the start of the season that we'd see him return to the All-Star game. That we'd see the return of All-Star Sebastian Ajo. And that is exactly what we saw this year. And I was thrilled to have gotten that prediction right on the season, of course. But, you know, it wasn't a thing, you know, he... You know, just went to the All-Star game because we had to send someone. You know, we've dealt with that for many years, guys. You know, you all know, you know how it was. It's like, oh, uh, All-Star games, you know, coming around the corner. We got to send someone. Oh, uh, we'll just send Justin Falk. You know, obviously not a slight against him. But, you know, Sebastian, he's All-Star worthy. And same with Frederick Anderson. We'll talk more about him, you know, whenever we get to, you know, his episode but you know he Sebastian I played at an all-star level obviously there can be some improvement as well there is you know definitely some negatives there uh and you know for me personally it definitely really just kind of comes down to one thing and it was an issue with the entire team but also you know, I look at him specifically because of the high-profile role he has. Like, he's the face of the franchise. He's the guy, you know, and he's kind of hot and cold throughout the season. And, you know, we saw that as the team as a whole. Your top guys didn't necessarily play like top guys. And, you know, they kind of got cold. And, yes, I know stuff like that is going to happen throughout the season. It's going to happen with the Hurricanes. It's going to happen with the Rangers. It's going to happen with the Jets, the Coyotes. It happens with every single team in hockey, and not just hockey, every sport as well. Players are going to go through slumps, but depth scoring can only take you but so far. And with Sebastian's role on the team, you know, he's a guy that you know, he needs to be one of those guys that's producing game in, game out, and... Because so often, you know, again, you know, he just hot and cold. It was a bit of a consistency issue sometimes with him. And then you get away from the regular season and get into the playoffs. I mean, yeah, he had some moments. But as a whole, he was 
a bit of a non-factor in the playoffs. And I think that is, that's not something we can have. And that's something that's really going to need to change heading into next season. And again, Sebastian is a young guy, you know, he's so he's obviously still continuing to learn and develop. And of course, you know, I do take that consideration, but again, he's not, you know, a third, fourth line guy. He's not a depth guy where, you know, his, you know, hot and cold nature or, you know, not necessarily showing up on the score sheet as much as he should doesn't show up as much. Yeah, he is a top guy. He is the top guy for the Hurricanes. So whenever he isn't producing, it is under a microscope more than a guy like Stephen Lawrence or Jesper Faust, a depth guy. You know, we obviously want those guys producing as well, of course. But again, Sebastian, he's held to a different level. He's a top guy. He's the franchise player. So he's going to be held to that kind of standard. So whenever he was a bit of a non-factor in the playoffs, that's a pretty big thing, especially when your team is struggling the way they are or were, I guess you should say now because they're eliminated. But he needs to be that top guy. And I remember, I forget what game it was, but there, he had a breakaway chance, and the announcer, commentator, there, like saying, you know, wouldn't want anyone better, you know, than Sebastian Ajo to be taking care of this breakaway. And then he went down there and missed because that was the thing. This playoff, he really struggled on breakaways, and again, you know, he's not a depth guy. He's the top guy, so he's going to be held to a bit of a uh, a higher standard than some of these other guys. So heading into next season, there's definitely a few things that I do want to see him improve upon. But before we get into that, I do want to listen to his exit interview from this season. And we will do that right after this. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer choosing the only brand that their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket right now. So save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30, 50, or even 100% more on the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years, and their prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you can need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, new carpet, and those ever-important air conditioning parts for the summer. So go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to all of your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Don't forget, write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Now it's time to take a listen to Sebastian Ajo's 
exit interview from this season. As I mentioned, you know, he was obviously very frustrated from the way the season ended. And this is going to be something that motivates him going into next season and this offseason. It's also very frustrated with the amount of penalties that the Hurricanes took. And I fully agree with him, honestly. It, it was very frustrating way for the season to end. But let's hear it from the man himself. How have you managed to deal with uh, the disappointment in the last two days? Has it kind of rubbed off a little bit, or how do you feel? Uh, I mean, still hurts, right? Um, it's going to obviously just going to sting for a while. And, and uh, yeah, it is what it is. Uh, Got to move on, but, you know, uh, definitely going to remember this feeling for, for a long time. Rob said that in an interview at the All-Star break, you remembered the look on your face after the game last year against Tampa when it all ended as a source of inspiration for him. Where does this compare to that? So, sorry. Um, yeah. How does this compare to the feeling of one thing? That <laughs> um, probably even worse. Feels, uh, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's not a great feeling to, I don't know, feel like, uh, like a missed opportunity to, uh, to do something special in this group. And, and, uh, obviously it's just, um, you know, hopefully these, these feelings, these, um, experiences are going to, help us to uh next season to you know uh you know when when you remember how how bad it feels and and you know ever want to feel that again right so so uh that's uh we go back home and get better and we're gonna be prepared and and even you know even better players and 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 you know have these experiences kind of help us to push to the next level and uh I'm confident that we can do it. Do you think this is the best Kane's team you've been on? Sorry? Do you think this is the best Kane's team you've been on? Probably yeah. Yeah. Jordan Martinuk mentioned that, you know, discipline was maybe an issue all year and that that bled over into the into the postseason a little bit. And he said that maybe the leadership group needs to call guys out more when there's things like that happening. Do you, do you think that's something that maybe was missing this season is maybe there needs to be a little, I don't know if confrontation is the right word, but if guys are, are making mistakes or making taking bad penalties, does it need to be a more of a vocal thing? Mm, yeah, first of all, yeah, yeah, we took too many penalties. That's, uh, that's a fact, you know, it's can't, can't give other team like easy ones. Uh, there's some penalties that you, you can live with, but there was uh, too many, you know, bad ones to that cost us obviously big time. But um, yeah, maybe those are one of the things. These are the things we're gonna figure out uh, as a group. Uh, uh, everyone has to do it, you know, their own thought work, and then you know, do it together. And you know, we talk and we learn, and we we come up uh, come back better. You've always been a motivated kind of player. The disappointment from this year, is this something that's going to drive you over the summer, you think, just to add to that motivation level? 
I, uh, absolutely. I mean, just um, use the anger, anger, and 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 just uh, the disappointment to to feel my, you know, off season work for sure, and and uh, try to do whatever I can to just be better. Um, you know, it's not necessarily big difference, but just pushing even uh, one more inch or, you know, uh, be at least a little better to, you know, to be able to come come out of these series as a winner. So it'll stick with you all the way to training camp next year and do that. That same motivation. Yeah. This one. Yeah, for sure. Do you sense that might be true? up and down the lineup of the guys, especially the young core that's coming back? Do you think they're all fueled by a certain frustration like you feel? Yeah. I mean, the this team is, you know, very competitive, very, uh, you know, hardworking guys. And, and, and uh, I know that all the guys who, you know, who, who play with us it's just like it's everyone is disappointed right and everyone wants to be better everyone you know wants to win so I know for a fact that the guys are gonna you know come back and be even more hungry do you have an idea why things like special teams didn't carry over like for most of the season the power play was fine the penalty kill was number one in the league but didn't carry over into the postseason the way you needed it to at a critical moment Yeah, I mean, that's a good question, right? I mean, uh, I wish we would find an answer for that uh, a little bit earlier to 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 be able to, you know, produce on the power play and obviously kill a little bit better uh, penalties. But um, I don't know exactly why, but that's these are the things we you know have to figure out and and we will um we will figure them out and and uh you know it's it's on me and it's on a bunch of other guys who uh just has to be better on on these certain moments on the ice and uh yeah were you 100 healthy throughout the playoff run yep on the other side of things it was a Big first year for Seth Jarvis, and he's now looked at as an integral part of the youthful core of this team. How impressed were you by his year as a whole? Uh, very, very impressed. I mean, just very, I don't know how to say, it, coachable, like player. It's just even for myself, it's, uh, it was awesome to play with him because you kind of see like, He's learning new stuff and how quickly he bought in the system. And and obviously, he's a great talent. He can skate. He can shoot. He's a very skilled player. So, um, but, you know, sometimes it's just um, as a young guy, you maybe try to, you know, you uh, it's tough to keep that uh, consistent level in, in the games. And, and I, I feel like he was easy to you know pull back on the right mindset it was you know to me i i i enjoyed how the, how much he uh you know he listens he he learns and he executes so um i'm pretty sure that he's uh, he's gonna have a 
great career. Did, did he remind you a little bit of yourself at that age, or was he even better than you were handling all that kind of stuff? I mean, yeah, maybe. He's, uh, he's definitely – he wants to get better and he wants to learn new stuff. And I think that's very important. He's, you know, he's not shy to ask, ask stuff too. And, and, uh, and so uh, that helps <clears throat> to get, to get better, to just, uh, you know, willing to, willing to learn from the others. And, and, you know, obviously he's uh, skilled enough to, if, when he figures out all the stuff, he's, he's going to, you know, execute, execute on the ice pretty well. As for yourself, how can you be a better player next year? Well, it starts from um, just off-season work. You know, I'm do whatever I can to be as as best shape as I can, and you know, gonna work on some stuff to, you know, uh, be better physically out there. Mm. Then it's the other parties, you know, try to analyze what went wrong, what what we did good, what we did not so good, and and uh, try to learn from the from the you know mistakes and and uh, <clears throat> just yeah, it's these experiences. I I truly think they they're gonna help us for in the future. How much are you looking forward? I, I know this is far off, but to the to the outdoor game. Yeah, that's for sure gonna be. It's gonna be awesome. I mean, it's, our fans, you know, they deserve it too. It's uh, they've been loud and they've been awesome. They've been so supportive for us. So uh, it's gonna be pretty, pretty awesome to you know, the fans and 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 the players for sure. Uh, really looking forward to that. All right, thanks, Fishy. Thank you guys. Thank you. And like he said in there, you know, we. Obviously, you know, very, very frustrated about, you know, the way season ended, things that could have gone better, things that didn't go the way they should have, the way guys should have stepped up, not taking the penalties. But I, I do think another thing, you know, that really stands out is, you know, the way, you know, he was praising Seth Jarvis. And that was something that really stood out to me. And, you know, I mentioned it, you know, in – you know, multiple episodes, just, you know, how good this kid is and the career that lies ahead of him. And, you know, he had a hell of a season, Seth Jarvis did, and so did Sebastian Ajo. He he absolutely did. And I'm very much looking forward to what we see from him next year. Obviously, like you said, you know, at the tail end there, you know, we have the outdoor game next year. And I think that is going to be something that's very, very important for the fran the just the franchise as a whole, you know, a non traditional hockey market, a small market, a team that was mediocre for a very long time, and now that they're a consistent playoff team, a team that can contend for a Stanley Cup, a team that is winning. They have a very dedicated fan base. We all know that, and I, I think it is important for. And it's also going to be the 25th anniversary season of the Hurricanes being in Raleigh. That's big. And Sebastian Ajo, yeah, he's, again, the franchise guy. And I'm excited to see yeah, him suit up in that game. I, I very much am. And 
you know, next season, there's going to be some stuff he needs to work on, and we will discuss that right after this quick break. While the Carolina Hurricanes might no longer be in the Stanley Cup playoffs, we've still got the Eastern Conference Final going on, and Colorado Avalanche have stamped their ticket to the Stanley Cup Final. And if you want to place a bet on any of those games, BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, news, and odds, including this year's NBA Finals, NHL Conference Finals, Major League Baseball, and of course, all the latest fighting news from MMA to UFC to boxing. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Now, what does Sebastian Ajo need to do next season to, to continue to improve upon what he's already improving upon? He's a guy that gets better year after year after year. So, obviously, I have no doubt that it'll be the same case next year that he's going to continue to improve. And really, my main thing with him next year is just consistency. I want him to be a bit more consistent, less of this hot and cold nature where you know, he'll kind of go from a really big hot streak to being invisible. And I get, okay, you're not necessarily going to score a goal every single game for 82 games. Obviously, I know that. But again, there's quite often, you know, he's just a non-factor, just invisible out there. And that is something I want to see him improve upon, whether it's just playmaking ability, laying out some hits, scoring goals, Whatever it may be, I do want to see some more consistent play from him. Again, not that he's bad by any means. He's an all-star for a reason. He's a part of the leadership group of the scene for a reason. So, again, not sliding against him at all, but I do want to see him be a bit more consistent next year. I would also like to see him hit that 40-goal mark for the season next year for the first time in his career. Again, I do think he very, very well could have done that this season I 100% think he could have had he not missed some time due to COVID and again that consistency issue maybe if he didn't go through as many slumps as he did maybe he hits it obviously maybe he doesn't I, I don't know it's obviously a big what if at this point but I would like to see him take that next step we saw Andre Sveshkov hit the 30 goal mark for the first time in his career this year that was something I wanted to see from him and he did that so I would like to see Sebastian get that 40 goal mark for the first time in his career and next year you know just see him continue to develop as a franchise player just year after year he gets better and better of course and I want to see that trend just continue next year that's the big thing you know, I don't want to see him take a step back at all and I think a big really the big thing he just needs to work on is uh, being a bit more consistent and it, that's really about it with him. That was really my only slight against him was his hot and cold nature and that consistency stuff and then just how he wasn't there in the playoffs. And then obviously, should the Hurricanes be in the playoffs next year, definitely want to see him being a big part of the Hurricanes there in a good way, not a bad way like this past season. But that does it for Sebastian Ajo's grade on the season. He got an A- from me and an A from you, the listeners. Next up, we will have Tavo Teravainen. The good, the bad, my grade, your grade, his exit interview, same stuff as this episode. 
just with Tavo instead. So in the meantime, make sure you follow Locked on Hurricanes on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore Hurricanes, myself on Twitter at Jared Ellis underscore 96, and subscribe to the show on YouTube. And I will talk to you guys in the next episode.